If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, sports fans, welcome to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Pollan. Hunter Hodes, I'm Dave Holcomb, back in the host chair. Thanks for bearing with us. Off to a little bit of a late start, a couple minutes late, but we're going to get rolling here. Penguins and Capitals are knotted at two games apiece in their second-round series. Game 5 follows the Kentucky Derby Saturday afternoon. To preview Game 5, we have a special guest today, NHL writer and Capitals beat writer Sammy Silver from Sporting News and the Hockey Writers will be on in just a few minutes joining us to uh, talk some hockey. Plenty of storylines in that series. We're going to get to as many of them as we can. In the second half of our show, we're going to discuss the historic night in baseball Friday. A couple of different uh, big things happen, including Albert Pujols joining an exclusive club. But why isn't anybody talking about it? We'll get to that around uh, 1030, I would say. We're also going to try and get to some Cubs and Pirates. And Ben Roethlisberger speaks out against the Steelers, well, not necessarily against the Steelers taking a quarterback, but uh, definitely had an opinion about Mason Rudolph uh, joining the Steelers roster. So plenty to get to today. We're going to get rolling right now, but I'll introduce my co-host. First in Virginia, fresh off, I believe it may be his first college exam, one of his first ones, Hunter Hodes. Hunter, how are you doing today? Uh, I, I took a bunch of exams last year at community college, but yeah, I'm I'm dead, guys. I woke up at like 6:45 to go take this exam, and you're, you're lucky I didn't fall back to sleep. Uh, to be to, to be honest, I was half expecting you to. I was I I, I think yeah, I was probably pretty close. I, I hear you there, Tom. Tom, not everyone can wake up that early. <laughs> Uh, well, let me bring on Tom now. Tom, Tom in, in Chicago clearly has an opinion about, about Hunter's sleeping habits. Tom, how are you doing today? Hey, we're doing great. Sunny day, nice out. Uh, looks like spring is finally uh, taking hold in here in Chicago. Perfect. That's great. Here, here in Atlanta, we went from winter to to, to summer. Basically, there there really wasn't much of the spring. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I know. I'm here too. It's been 80, 80, over eighty degrees the past the whole week, so that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of oh. tough to wear a hockey jersey though. It's, it's very hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too hot. Baseball season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the ice is melting. Uh, it, it feels like uh, it's it's so hot. So. Um, but we will there's, there's, get there's no more baseball. no more outdoor winter classics. <laughs> yeah, not uh, this time of yeah. No, with the black yeah, no more with the Blackhawks in them. That's for sure. <laughs> Ooh, Hunter. Ooh. <clears throat> Hunter, Hunter. Uh, have your fun. Have your fun. It ends sooner or later. <laughs> Some point. Mr. Exam Boy. <laughs> well, today's show is brought to you by author Marcus Accio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosaccio.com. And we're just waiting uh, for Sammy to give us a call. We're going to ask her some questions about the Washington Capitals and how they're feeling going into Game 5. Uh I would think with the series tied, guys, the Penguins 
um, got to feel like they they after winning game four they've won they won the last game. You always feel better about yourself if you're coming off a win in the playoffs. And uh, you know they're the more tested team. Uh, obviously the, the defending champs and the Capitals are, are still have that. Uh, they're still on the snide trying to get past the second round. So uh, Hunter, how how are you feeling about? Uh, each team's chances moving forward in this series and 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 uh specifically how are the penguins feeling right now with the series tied 2-2 well uh, i think the penguins are probably feeling pretty good um you can even make a case that they could be up 3-1 actually and they did blow they had that but they had that awful third period in game three when um matt murray allowed a pretty questionable goal with the third goal and then they blew the lead with just over a minute left it would be nice to see what would happen in um a potential overtime if um, it went there. So, um, but um, I felt like 2-2 was going to happen. <clears throat> um, a friend of mine on Twitter posted well before the series. He's like, can we just skip through the first four games and get to the last three? Because we all know it's going to be 2-2. And sh- sure enough, um, he was p- pretty r- um, right about that. But, um, of course, if you're the Penguins, you know, you're, you've beaten them twice. You have to beat them two out of three times. They've done that before against the Capitals. Um, I'm sure they're feeling very good. They know how to win on the road, especially in the playoffs. Um, the Capitals are not a good home team. I was tracking them at this morning. Um, if you go back to last year's uh, Penguins uh, cap series and fast forward all the way to now, I believe they've lost six of the past nine home games um, the Caps have at home. Um, don't quote me on that because my math – I'm not a good math student. So, but I, I think I got it right, which is – Is, that in, the, is that, that in the playoffs or is that just overall? Yes. Uh, yeah, in the playoffs home games for the Capitals, they've lost six of their last nine is what I think it okay. comes out to, which is that, – that, that's sad. You know, I saw someone say, um, like, um, it's going back to D.C., welcome to the jungle. I'm like, welcome to the jungle? Welcome to freaking no home ice advantage is what you really mean. Um, this, isn't, this isn't like CenturyLink Field over here, people, but or freaking Winnipeg, but yeah, it – I think, you know, it's it, this is a huge game tonight for sure. Well, game five is always. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, take, taking control of the series, going up three to mm-hmm. two. And game fives are, game fives are always your key. So, um, yeah, you know, that's the thing. Can they keep on can, – can the Penguins keep their defense going? I mean, they – Held Ovechkin to no sack in the third period last last night. That that's just inconceivable to me. Um, they looked at the heat maps for last night's game, and the Penguins got their chances are all in front of the net, all close in. It's it's amazing how how they kept the the Capitals away from the net last night. Defensively, yeah, they were they were outstanding. That's probably the best um, game defensively that they had. Um, probably all playoffs, actually. I think that even beats um, any game against the Flyers. They were just um, – if you guys don't um, follow Jesse Marshall on Twitter, who writes for The Athletic, he did a great piece on how the Penguins played defensively, and he included a lot of video. And they were just – they were pushing the Capitals to the outside. They wouldn't give them any good looks. They had three shots on net in the third period. Like, that's that's textbook shutdown defense. <clears throat> I absolutely agree, Hunter. You're 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 right right on point there. The defense was was there for, for the Penguins to win a really key game four for them to tie this series back up. Um, did you think that Washington really missed Tom Wilson? Uh, what was the impact without him in the lineup? Was that a reason why Ovechkin disappeared? I mean, and that, I think that's a ridiculous question personally because we're. T- this is Tom Wilson. I know. Uh, Tom, Alex Ovechkin did not disappear because Tom Wilson is not on his line. But, but was that a factor in game four? Well, the Penguins, well, Caps fans will tell you it was his best season yet, and he had 35 points. Well, that is true. But, I mean, like, I wanna know. <laughs> this, isn't, this, this isn't Jake Gensel on the top line, people. Um, I think yeah, the biggest Hunter, thing I want to know your was, opinion, not, not, the, not Twitter. Yeah, I know, I know. My opinion. Well, I think the Capitals screwed up by replacing him on the top line. They put Devontae Smith-Pelly up there. I mean, like, okay, um, maybe a decent bottom six forward. You can play him on your fourth line. But that's not a guy who you put up on the top line with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. I think 
um, Ryan, I read um, Ryan Wilson from um, Hockey Buzz. He um, tra- tracked it. They got out attempted by the Penguins 21 to six for shot attempts that whole game. That's awful. <laughs> and Barry Trotz didn't even try to adjust it. He didn't even take him off the top line. At least put someone up there like Jacob Rana, who's actually not a bad player. He's one of their actually. He's a young player on their team. He's actually pretty. Yeah, he's actually a pretty decent player. It'll be interesting to see if he makes adjustments uh, tonight. Barry Trotz has, has really not been known for that during his coaching career. Um, he really honestly doesn't make too many adjustments, unlike Mike Sullivan, who will. But, yeah, I think the biggest thing for if, for Ovechkin, like just take Devontae Smith-Helly off and put someone else up there. Almost, almost yeah, like Verona, or maybe put move Oshi or something. It's, you can't keep putting him up there. I think that was honestly um, – that was one of the bigger, the biggest reasons. Uh, and, one and of the I'm, I'm glad you bring, I, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, Tom. I was just going to say, uh, Hunter, I'm glad you bring up Barry Trotz and, and his adjustments because it seems like every time he makes an adjustment, it's it's in a panic mode. He doesn't make any tinkering moves in the playoffs. You know, the Penguins didn't have to panic in game four, but you saw Mike Sullivan make adjustments. He changed his lines up just a little bit. He put... Uh, yeah. Hornquist down with Evgeny Malkin on the second line. He split up his best defensive pair and put him with his bottom pairing to make the defense overall stronger in, in game four. And, and we saw the result. The defense was much better. Sullivan makes these small little um, adjustments along the way, and, and it seems like Trotz waits until he's in panic mode. And then it screams panic mode to his team and his players when he does make an adjustment, like last year when he put Alex Ovechkin on the third line. Yeah, yeah. It just shows goes to show how good of a coach Mike Sullivan is and how he's just underrated by, I think, so many people. I think he's one of the five best coaches in hockey right now. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. He's probably up there. I think Tom would agree that he's up there with Quenville and um, um, some Laviolette, I'd say, who's also really good. Um it's it's hard to rate um, really good co- uh, coaches because some of them are just not so good. But he's just he's so good at making these little adjustments, like you said. And Barry Trotz, um, you know, I think I thought always for his whole career that he's just he's been overrated. Um, and you know, it, especially if he, if they don't win this series, um, there's no way he comes back. And um, I think my big question is, would anyone hire him next year after all, like, what's happened with his uh, in Nashville and Washington? Of course, if he wins this series, you know, that'll boost up his reputation a lot. But, you know, like, this, these next three game, the next two to three games, this is it for him in regards to, you know, if he's going to come back or if he's gone. Well, I think he's got to get that team to the finals if he's going to bolster his reputation. Uh, yeah, just, just... that's just getting past the Penguins isn't going to do it. That that's fair. That that that's fair to say. Uh, I think if they would play Tampa, I don't think they would get past the Lightning, especially with how they're beating up Boston. Um, they just took both games in Boston, which is pretty hard to do. So um, yeah, I I I think that that's definitely a good point. I don't think they beat the Lightning either. So I think Trot still has trouble. Um, gaining any kind of reputation in the NHL because, yeah, I think he's going to miss the finals again. So I think the Capitals, will, their upper management will probably be like, well, we just slayed the Dragons. So, I mean, you know, let's bring them back for another year just because we finally beat the Penguins for the first time. And they've beaten them one year. When was the year they beat the Penguins? 1994. 1994, okay. I knew it was sometime in the 90s, but – I know Ted Leonsis and Brian McGowan will be like, holy crap, we just won our Stanley Cup. We beat the Penguins. And then they'll probably have like – and then they'll just bring him back because that's – that's. I think that's what reality will be. I really do. How bad did losing Wilson kind of affect the capital state of mind yesterday, though? I mean, two days ago. Oh, yeah. Um, you just see some comments coming out of that locker room. It's like – I read it. I read. I read it on Twitter. These guys are robots, and they're going to defend their teammates no matter what. It happens almost everywhere. I mean, I mean, of course you have T.J. Oshie who says, "Well, you know, it's in a little extreme." 
after he just said that, um, you know, he said that refs have told him that, you know, well, you know, that guy's bigger than you that he hit him in the head. Who gives a crap? And it's like, okay, you can say one good thing, but then say something stupid. And then you go out and you, you have a stupid play with Chris Letang at the end of the game when the puck's not even near him. It's like you almost yes. contradicted what you just said. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. It made it made it, it it didn't make any sense to me. But and then um, I'm sure Dave will get to this in a bit. Um, I know he's not happy. Um, you have Barry Trotz really defending this. You know, a good hockey play, shoulder to shoulder. I'm like, you know, I don't expect you to say anything different because people are always going to defend their players. That's not. But, like, you really, like, double down on it. It's like, what? Actually, I have less respect for Trotz for even saying that. I, you look at the replay. I just look at the hit. Yeah, it, I mean, he, he goes in with his shoulder, but he's launching. Like, he practically left his skates. His skates were almost completely off the ice. I mean, he came in with his, with his shoulder, with his, uh, you know, forearm, right into the head, and, you know, even if I were, you know, as a Blackhawks fan, if, if a Blackhawks player did that, I'd be saying the same thing. The suspension is earned. Because there, there's no room for that anywhere in hockey. And you really have to look at it. Look at what he did. Look at the action. He didn't, if he had stayed on his skate, yeah, it would have been a shoulder-to-shoulder hit. He, man, it. His right skate was completely off the ice, and he was on the toe of his left skate. And that just he loaded up and and just uh, and launched, and you know just just no call for that at all. And it, it's ridiculous to hear the people who are who are trying to defend it. Well, you either didn't see the hit, or you're just being completely stupid because. Uh, um, it, it it's it was devastating and there there was no call for it. He could have hit him cleanly. You know who was the guy who got hit? I'm I'm sorry, I forget the name. Zach Aston Reese. Um, yeah, Aston Reese. Who? Zach Aston Reese. Okay. You know Aston Reese. He's actually got his head down, carrying the puck out of the zone. All right, doesn't see Wilson. Wilson could have knocked him off his skates with a shoulder hit, and I would have applauded it. But, you know, the way he went into it, um, you know, the way he went into the hit, the way he launched at his head, no, you know, there's no call for it. I mean, that that's clearly crossing the line, and I, I don't know if three games was enough, to tell you the truth. Yeah, if anyone who thinks it was a shoulder-to-shoulder hit, and I've seen plenty of people who do, um, they're being biased towards their own team. And, you know, that fan base has defended Tom Wilson forever. You know, just like some Penguins fans used to defend Matt Cook. And trust me, I saw plenty of it, even though I actually got sick and tired of Matt Cook after a while. But um, it's just it's annoying just just to see these people just – not look at reality. It was just a bad hit. He he elbowed him right in the face and not only gave him a broken jaw, he gave him a freaking concussion. If you really don't care about a player getting a concussion from that hit, then you are what's problem. You are a problem with – you are, like the league, are a part of the problem. I, t- I tweeted that the uh-huh. other night. You, those people are part of the problem. It's, if you only care about concussions that happen to your player, then you know what? You're going to be pretty mad when the NHL gets boned um, in the concussion pending concussion lawsuit because they are going to get killed and it's going to be bad. Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. It's coming. It's it, it's only a matter of time before I mean, it, it comes. Seeing, seeing how long the football players have been in the battle, you know, ex-NFL players have been in the battle with the league uh, over concussion and CTE diagnoses. Um, I'm, I'm surprised this hasn't already happened in hockey. But, uh, you know, as I say, that could have been a clean hit. Yeah. Because Aston Reed had his head down. You know, never saw Wilson. That could have been a clean hit, but it wasn't. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's Wilson's fault. He made the choice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't understand it. 
You guys get, bring up great points about the hit. Uh, moving forward, though, I think I, I how they overcome, however you see the hit, whether you agree with it or not, the thing that I think we can all agree on, and, and I absolutely agree that it was an awful hit. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to play devil, devil's advocate with that. What I'm saying is this is adversity that the Capitals are going through, and I really don't know if they can overcome it again because mentally, where is this team? We are, you already mentioned T.J. Yoshi and his comments, uh, Hunter, and, and then taking a run at Latang at the end of the game. I thought he lost his cool. Nicholas Backstrom lost his cool. Broke his stick after losing game four. Reportedly mm-hmm. yelled, yep. F this league. F this league. Yeah. The league didn't lose you game four. You lost game four. Brandon Holtby questioned the non-goaltender interference call in game four <laughs> on, on Friday afternoon. And, and, and that was just absurd to think that there was goaltender interference on, on that call. On, on that Wait, I missed goal. that. He actually said that? Matt Geica tweeted it out that Holby oh, oh was God. questioning. And the, I, the point I want to make here before we move on is, I, you know, when they, when they won the game two and, and game three, the Capitals, you know, they looked like they were a different team. They looked like they were ready to move past the Penguins. And now they run into this speed bump where they lose Tom Wilson, a guy that shouldn't be intricate to their team, but they lose him for three games, and, and they want to crumble up and, and, and just whine about it. They want to crumble up and, and say, oh, you know, the league is being unfair to us. That's not the sign of a champion. That is not a team that's no, going not. to get past the Penguins. It's a loser. It's a, yeah, what else you did? It's a loser mentality. It's plagued that, that organization, their, basically their entire existence. They haven't made a conference final in, what is it, 1997 when they got 20, swept 20 by years. the Red Wings? 20 years. Yeah, they got swept by Detroit back the year when I was freaking born. It's been that long. Um, <laughs> like, the fact that Braden Holtby would even question that, it's like, dude, what, what are you looking at, man? Like, Brooks Orpik mauled Hornquist to the ice. That had no bearing on on that goal. Malkin just made a great play to dive and put the puck over the net. There is if that was goaltender interference, I, I think people would have called the league and asked for a um, like a, an explanation, <laughs> asked for an explanation, or well, probably even Holt, yeah. Holtby said that Hornquist was kept using the stick and tapping his pads, kept going at his pads with a stick. That, that's kind of yeah, what Brett he was complaining Con- about. Yeah, Brett Connolly mm-hmm. slashed Matt Murray in game two. So yeah, okay, Braden Holtby, that's nice. I mean, I, I just I just I don't get it. You know, if they gotta overcome this this garbage, if they really wanna, you know, slay the dragon and beat the, the, the this te- a team that has literally owned their franchise for their entire basically existence. And I, I'm not sure they have the mental capacity to do it. Um, I think the Wilson suspension change the complexion of this series and and really that's the capitals fault they're they're letting it change well, you the know, complexion of this series the hell of it is dave if they would just the the talent on that team is deep and if they would realize that instead of worrying about all these other uh ancillary you know outside influences and just come down and 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 recognize that they are talented and there's a lot they can do. They'd probably be in a lot better shape. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, things happen. You're, you're going to play 20, 25 postseason games. It doesn't go your way every night. Uh, you got to come back yeah. and, and bounce back uh, then, then in the next playoff game. And, and maybe they'll do that. Maybe Washington will come out tonight in front of their home crowd and have an excellent performance. Um, yeah. But I, I'm not very, I'm not banking very. on that, the way that they're talking to the media and reacting to some of the adversity they've gone through in game four. It very, it very well could happen. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that at all. And, and the, and the penguins are doing this in this series and they're beating them. It, it's just, it, it's hilarious. There's been a, I mean, not to change the subject, but they've been such a one line team and they've won two games against them with just basically two or three players scoring almost every goal. It's actually kind of hilarious. 
how the Penguins have won two games in this series, being carried by um, really two to three players. It really is something. That's the, yeah, that's the last point I wanted to hit upon, that, that Sidney Crosby has been on the ice for all 10 of Pittsburgh's goals in the second round. Uh, him and Gensel are absolutely on fire. I mean, th- their chemistry right now is off the charts. Problem is, nobody else is scoring. Uh, Genny Malkin got the power play goal. Hopefully that gets the second line going in, in game five. But where's Phil Kessel? Where's Derek Broussard? I- I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm blue in the face asking that question. But until those guys get going, then uh, the, the Penguins are uh, they're not in trouble because Crosby and Gensel are, are, are on such a hot streak. But you can only last so long with one line carrying you. They, they've got to have more scoring in the bottom nine, and, and, and especially with Kessel and, and Broussard's lines in the bottom six. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Yeah, it's really, it's really just sad to watch Phil Kessel right now, guys. Um, I, I feel for him, you know, I think everyone is agreeing that, you know, he's hurt. Um, it looks, it looks actually like, a, I, I'm guys, I'm not a doctor. I'm not close to a doctor. It's just when Phil Kessel can't even shoot the puck, he's whiffing on pucks. It's like, okay, yeah, something's wrong. Either like lower body or something, you know, um, they, they've cut to him a few times, like down the stretch of the season in the playoffs and, He's been clutching his midsection, and it's been like, what is it? Is it like a rib injury? Do you have maybe like a – what down there, I've heard there's like a potential sports hernia injury, which would – what I've read on that, that is potentially an awful injury to play through. I'm like, they're never going to scratch him or take him off the top power play. But, I mean, it's just, it, it's just sad watching him right now because that is not the Phil Kessel that we've seen from the past two playoff runs. It's, it's really just a sad sight to see everyone. Yeah, Hunter, I, I agree with you that, that with your speculation that, that it, he doesn't seem right. Something does seem to be bothering him. Last question of the, this conversation, guys, to, to Tom. Uh, Hunter, you say they're never going to scratch him, but but Tom, I mean, how how long do you do you go with a star player uh, when he's obviously uh, not a hundred percent, not himself? How long can you go with with that guy in, in the lineup? Well, at some point. You really can't go very long with him. He's not giving you anything. Uh, he's not yeah. giving you anything that a much lesser player isn't going to give you by put. You know, a healthy player isn't going to give you by putting him on the ice. Uh, you you got to give him a chance to sit, even though this is the playoffs. I, I think you got to give him a chance if he is hurting. You got to give him a chance to, to recover a little bit at least. I don't know yeah. what the injuries it would be though. So, you know. It's speculation on how long it would take him to to make enough recovery to be able to play effectively, but but if he's that bad, no, you can't keep him out there. You've got to do something, uh, whether he's your star or not. You got to do something to to change this up because yeah, you're not going to live uh, with uh, you know, you're not going to live with Crosby and yeah, it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, uh, I yeah. agree. And, and 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 as I said, there's plenty of storylines to follow as we head into Game Five, um, and and hopefully Sam, Sammy's not going to be able to join us today. Hopefully she can uh, join us next week to to recap the series. Oh. Um, but that's that's all for our hockey discussion. If you do want to make another point, um, something that we didn't get to, give us a call five one six three eight seven one four one seven. We'll get you on the air. You can also tweet at us at WKD Sports Huddle. We're going to take a quick break here on Weekend Sports Huddle. When we come back, last night was an, an historic night for the MLB. First, Albert Pujols reached another milestone. We'll reveal what it was after the commercial. Are you looking for a fun and creative way to enjoy fitness? Whether for health, wellness, or as a hobby, Katie's Sunshine Hoops is the answer. Affordable, custom-made by-hand hula hoops, fitness hoops, art pieces, Hoop dancing videos and advice are available at www.katysunshinehoops.com. Welcome back to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Pollan. Hunter Hodes, I'm Dave Holcomb. Just broke down the Penguins-Capitals playoff series. Game 5 tonight after the Kentucky Derby. I'm really looking forward to both of those events on NBC. Well, plenty to talk about here in the second half hour. 
We're going to talk some baseball and uh, hopefully get to some Ben Roethlisberger comments at the very end of our show. But first, our pool holes making some more history tonight, or, or last night, guys, singled in the fifth inning against the Mariners to join the 3,000 hit club. Uh, he becomes the sixth player with 500 home runs and 3,000 hits. That's a very exclusive club. And uh, Pujols is actually already a member of an even more exclusive club. He has 600 home runs, 3,000 hits now. He's the fourth player to reach that milestone. Uh, Hunter, could you name the other three guys in the 600-3,000 club? All right, I can try. Um, Barry Bonds. No. Is that one of them? That's one. Oh, wow. Wrong. Wow, I thought for sure Barry Bonds would be up there. Damn. Um, he did not have 3,000 hits. He finished with, I believe, 2986, something like that. He right. was very oh, oh, man. Very, yeah, he fell oh. just short. I thought, I thought for sure he was one of them. I, I wasn't sure. Oh, man. All right, now I'm just probably going to be guessing here. Um, I don't – I think I don't think the oh, babe – Hunter, you're was killing it. me. Was the babe no. one of them? The oh, babe damn. did not get hits. No. He, he was just short as well. He had like 2,800 or 2,900 hits. Yeah. Hank Aaron? Hank Aaron? Hey, ding, 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 ding. got one. Uh, I got Hank. Okay, I got him. You got Hank. Uh, I got one of them. Um – Ah, crap. Um, <laughs> man, I can't Center, get the other two. Center fielder. Have, oh, my God. Both have nicknames. Both have pretty uh, famous um, nicknames. Okay, let me see here. Uh, Willie Mays. Yeah. Oh, man. Ding, 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 ding. I'm telling you, that's something. Yeah. Hey, I and, uh, guys Give me the other position. <laughs> what is it? Now, this guy is Short not an stuff. old guy. He, he, he played in our generation. Um, he played shortstop and third base. Um, man, our generation, not crap. He, he shares he shares a nickname with a quarterback in the NFL, and this quarterback should not go by this nickname because this nickname is his nickname. Okay. Um. Oh man, now I'm like now I'm like stuck. Um. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I can. I don't think I can do it. Damn it, Alex Rodriguez. A Rod. Oh, I should have. Uh, I should have. You missed the easy that. one. I, know, I mean, you missed the weigh-in. My and I should have had that. that. That was the tough two, you know, two feet out, empty net, and you you hit the post. I can't. My yes. Uh, that was bad. Yeah. Hey, but I got Willie Mays and Hank Aaron, so you know. Uh, I was going to say. All right. Who are who are the other two who who uh, hit five hundred and and three thousand hits? Um, this is much tougher. This is much tougher. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't be the ones I said. Um, One of man. them got it. 2005. I remember watching his 3,000 hit. Um, 2005. I was 14, but you were only like six, so. I was eight. Um, eight, whatever. <laughs> uh, there were both yeah, Orioles for a while. Orioles. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. is it that? Is it Cal Ripken? No. Ripken did not get 500 home runs. Um, Ripken didn't get 500 home runs in his dreams. Come on. I actually don't know that one, then, Dave. Give me the name. Rafael Palmero was one. And yeah, the other one was Eddie I, Murray. I would have Eddie been Murray, impressed yeah. if I got Eddie Murray. I wasn't going to get those, Dave. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I figured not. Uh, but yeah, uh, the the point it's here thing is that wasn't Pujols. one of your finals. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good thing it wasn't on your exam this morning. I know, <laughs> but I got Willie Mays and I got Hank Aaron, so I'm pretty happy about that. Okay, uh, I'm the, relieved. The point is, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. You know, those are some of the best players to ever play. You should know them. Um, but uh, the point, the point I'm trying to make, guys, is Pujols is joining a very exclusive club with with his 3,000th hit. And Tom, I know that one of the questions that you want to ask us and, and, and our audience again, we want to make you a part of the show. Give us a call five one six three eight seven one four one seven. Is why haven't we talked more about Pujols and his accomplishments? It seems like it was just yesterday we were talking about him reaching three thousand hits, and and this is something that used to we used to have you know watch lists for. You know, he's up to two thousand nine hundred ninety. Seven and, and 98 and, and 99, but and, but that really hasn't happened with any of Pujols' accomplishments. 500 home runs, 600 home runs, and, and now 3,000 hits. You know, the Major League Baseball website, MLB.com, actually, you know, they, they paid pretty close attention to it, but if you look at, like, ESPN or or any of the network sites, you, you you know more about the NBA playoffs than you do about Albert Pujols, uh, you know, making these exclusive, uh, very tough to reach numbers. And the, the talent that's going into it. And I still hold that, you know, the angels kind of like the white Sox here in Chicago, the angels are that other team that, that plays, you know, in the, Los Angeles area, well, Anaheim, but, you know, the Dodgers get all the ink out there. And it, it, yeah. the Angels have never really gotten the attention. And I think that that's part of the problem. But because even though he was a St. Louis Cardinal and uh, Cubs fans, forgive me for this, but, you know, the guy is immensely talented and he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Not that I enjoyed watching him for the first half of this career. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think Dave did either, uh, Tom, considering, you know, he probably always torched the Pirates. But, um, uh, yeah, he was at that point, at, at that point, Hunter, the Pirates weren't winning anything. So I enjoyed watching Albert Pools. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was used to um, – uh, when I played um, an MLB video game when I was a kid, I picked the Cardinals just to hit with him, and uh, yeah, he was he was a god in that game too. So yeah, it was great. You know, it's a, it's a shame he went to the Angels because it, he, they've wasted like the, the the bottom half of his career um, since they like never go to the playoffs. Him and Mike Trout, feel bad for that guy too. But um, yeah, Albert Pujols, he always seems to be underrated by so many people. Definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer in my book as well. Um, I loved growing up watching him because he would – it almost seemed like nightly he would hit a home run. So, I I, I love that guy. Yeah, so – but that's the thing. And this – one of the points um, that I was looking at, I was kind of doing some research, just kind of looking at some numbers last night. If you look at the active list – this is the last time this is going to be happening for a while. Uh, either 500 home runs or 3,000 hits. I don't think we're going to see this in a long time, guys. Uh, I'm not quite sure why, but I mean, right now, well, I mean, the the uh, the, uh, the active leader in hits actually retired the other day. Let's give a shout-out to uh, Ichiro Suzuki um, for the incredible career that he had. Uh, but he's uh, heading up to the uh, front office in the in the uh, Mariners' uh, front office. So uh, his career is over, but, you know, incredible career by him. And definitely a guy who we're going to be seeing uh, in the Hall of Fame in five years. But I'm calling it up right now. There really aren't there aren't a lot of guys who are going to be uh, making this this list. You got uh, Adrian Beltre, who's number two on the active list and number number one on the active list now. But Miguel Cabrera is at 2,666 hits. Cano's at 2,409 mm-hmm. hits. You know, and all these players are over 30. Um, you know, the next one that you really have who you could say maybe still has a, 
you know, is going to make a run at this at some point are probably Trout and uh, maybe Altuve and uh, uh, Bryce Harper. But Stan, I think Stan you know, you is look, good. Well, who, who's possible. Let me see where he is. Uh, Jim the Carlo. thing is, yeah, let me uh, look to see where he is on this list. Yeah. Um, he's he's injured a lot. That's that's the thing. Or has been. That's true. He's got 990 hits. He's 28. Yep, I just found it. Okay, 28, 990. 990 hits. He is not going to get 3,000 hits, guys. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I think it's – I mean, this is a great point, Tom, that uh, you're, you're right. I, I, I did not realize this. Um, I, I think – Miguel Cabrera and Robinson Cano have the best shot, and they're both already 35. Mm-hmm. They're, Cabrera is, you said, 2,666, so he's, you know, three more seasons of 150 hits, or, or if he holds on until his 40s, he's got maybe 100 hits per season. That's that's doable, but yes, it he, is doable. He's heading to the DL this week. Um, right. That, that one's doable. I think if if he wants to if he wants to reach it and wants to play, I think he can. I think he can do it. And Cano is at just over twenty four hundred at thirty five, and he's been averaging about one hundred and fifty hits as well. More than under fifty. Um, hundred hundred and sixty is one hundred and sixty six is his lowest in the last uh, ten years. Mm-hmm. So if he continues that pace. But his pace dropped off last year. He he, he was more right. like a 180 hit guy, and then last year he dropped to 100, 166. So, um, I'm not great at math either. Hunter said that he's not good at math. So if he averages 150 per season, he still needs six more seasons. At 20, he's at yeah. 2400 right now, and he's 35. So. He's got a shot. We've seen some guys last into their 40s and, and reach this milestone um, in their early 40s, but you don't know at what age he starts to break down. You don't know if he has the desire to play until he's 40. Um, but other than Cano and Cabrera, that, that's that's really it for a while. You're you're absolutely right. Yeah, Tom. I mean, yeah, you're not going to see this happen. I, and you, I, I think people really should be celebrating this more. Um, because the drop off between where Pujols is and where a lot of his competition is, I mean, Jose Reyes is at twenty one hundred hits, but he's not going to make it. No. Uh, Nick Marchesas <laughs> hasn't played top rate baseball in a long time. Uh, Nick Marchesas. Yeah, he's actually Nick Marchesas is number seven on the active list in hits. What? Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's really you really wonder. Um, this is going to become a very rare accomplishment uh, once uh, these guys retire. You, you're just not going to see it. So it, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how it plays out. But. But let's really celebrate what Pujols has done. This is an incredibly difficult thing uh, yeah. to be able to put, to be able to put, you know, to be able to put the ball in play as much as he does, to hit as many home runs as he has, and you know, to be a pure hitter, to not just hit home runs, but to just be a pure hitter, and, and that's what he's accomplished in his career. Pujols is the 32nd player ever to reach 3,000 hits, so that by itself is a great accomplishment. And and next week, Hunter, we're going to ask you to name the other 31 guys who are in their 3,000 hits. No, no, no. Oh, God. And and, and as we said, for for him to get 600 home runs with with the 3,000 hits is is, 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 – I should name a lot more than you could, Hunter. You could name like five. Oh, give me a break! Oh God, I can I bet I can get pretty close to all of them, Hunter. I bet I could get twenty-five. 
No way. Yeah, yeah, way. I wish you know. Uh, didn't, didn't Josh Hamilton used to have? Didn't he get like six hundred, five hundred home runs before he started going no. down the wall? No, no. Serious? Nowhere near. He hit five hundred home runs. In, he hit five hundred home runs in one home run derby, but not in a game. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How many does he have? He had like I don't know how much he has. I'm gonna guess he has like three hundred. Three hundred. I thought. I thought it was. He doesn't have that. Okay. Yeah. My bad. I'm stupid. Wow. I was even high. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. I'm stupid. Okay. Don't mind me. I'm stupid. Glad we've established that now. (laughs) Sorry. 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 That he's stupid. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) My bad. My bad. (laughs) Uh, We we have a tweet from Gary. We have a tweet from Gary to wrap up our Pujols conversation. Gary says, "Don't think, don't you think Pujols' recognition problem is related to him playing on the West Coast for Angels?" Yes, Gary, we absolutely agree. Uh, and then he goes on to say, "Just, just, just not enough prime TV opportunities. Plus, games are too late for most fans to even see accomplishments until the next day." Mike Trout has same problems. Yeah. His relative standing would be much higher if he played on East Coast or for Chicago. And in, and most people don't even know that Robinson Cano is even still playing. Wow, that's that's quite enough. That is actually that probably last true considering he plays in Seattle. You know, that is that is a great point. Uh, yeah. and, and he's right. He's absolutely right. But that's the thing that, that happens in all sports though. Uh Gary, it's it happens uh college football. Um you know, it doesn't happen for NFL because you see it all the games together, but uh, college football, basketball, uh, pro in college, um, hockey, you know, you very rarely get a good look at the West Coast teams because the, the game starts so late that everybody, you know, they're getting ready to go to bed or, it, you know, it's just, it's not on their minds at that time of night. So, yeah, yeah that definitely affects how pool holes is being looked at. Who wants to watch the Angels? I uh no one. Uh yeah. Um I, I don't think anyone would want to watch have, they have one of the most exciting players in the game right right now is Shohei Otani. I know Yeah, they do, oh, Hunter. Yeah. I mean a lot of people want to watch and they're, like, and they're in first place. Uh, uh, I and they're to, yeah, they're tied to first place with the Yeah. Yeah, then 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 we all know the inevitable happens. I feel so bad for Mike Trout. Poor you dude. know, Hunter just because what? Each season is a different season. You oh, you know what? Apply. It's You know what? I oh, want to see the Angels God. do something. With I want to see them do something. Dave would agree with me. Dave, don't they always? Don't they waste Mike Trout out there? Come on, they don't even make, barely I, make the I, playoffs I, with him. They, they've made the playoffs with Mike Trout, 2014. They yeah, won 100 they, games. I know, but. but it's kind of the same with the, what, the Nationals, honestly. They've kind of wasted Bryce Harper. So, I mean, do I have a lot of room to talk? Probably not. I mean, you know, I, I feel I, bad. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to call you stupid again, Hunter. We already did that once today, but it, I, I don't know, like I, the I call whole. Myself stupid. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I, I I don't like the whole uh, we're wasting a, a player's career I, I notion. Um, you know, it's very hard to win a okay. championship. Only one team wins. Uh, only eight teams get to go to the playoffs. Uh, ten teams, I guess, in baseball with the extra wild card team. Yeah. So it, it's hard yeah. to get there. Um, you know, the Angels, their fan base does not feel like they're wasting them. Uh, their fan base loves going to, to watch Mike Trout. Uh, oh, so, of course. You know, there's 41,000 fans I, I, out there last night. Yeah, yeah, they love watching Albert Pujols right now too. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I don't like the whole. I, I, if you want to say somebody's wasting someone's someone's career, I, I think it has to be much more uh, egregious than than the Angels and Mike Trout. But uh, but let's move on, guys. Okay. We have a few other things that we want to talk about in the last ten minutes. Uh, today's show is brought to you by author Marco Sacchio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. 
com. And we might have time for one caller if you want to call in real quick, 516-387-1417. But uh, definitely find us on Twitter during the week at WKD Sports Huddle and on Facebook. Uh, join the conversation there. We have lots of Facebook lives after uh, we have a Facebook live after every Penguin game and a couple other ones um, as well during the week. So join us on Facebook. Search Weekend Sports Huddle. But the final few minutes, guys. Uh, another milestone in baseball yesterday. The Los Angeles Dodgers recorded their first combined no hitter last night, no hitting the San Diego Padres uh, in a game that was played in Mexico. So uh, you know. Mexicans in uh, attendance for the game uh, probably think that there's a no-hitter every game, but uh, that's, that's uh, <laughs> obviously not how Major League Baseball works, but uh, they they saw some, some great history last night. Well, and, and definitely, and, and, you know, just a difficult thing to do. I mean, it's difficult enough for one guy to, to go through and, and, and no-hit a team, but they expect four different pitches to go out and be throwing such good stuff that that they can't be touched. I mean, that that's an incredible accomplishment. But my question to you and Hunter is, considering how many pitchers, how few pitchers, are, you know, either can't go nine innings or aren't allowed to go nine innings anymore, uh, how, do you think this going to be a more common thing in baseball? I think so. Um, it's actually happened. Um, um, if my memory serves me right, and I don't think I'm stupid on this one, so um, uh, <laughs> it ha- it's happened a little frequently over the past uh, couple seasons. Um, I know the Phillies. I specifically remember that one had one um, um a few years ago. Um, I think it was with Cole Hamels. Am I correct yep. with that? Cole Hamels. Yes, you are correct. Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels. Yes, I got that right. Um. So I remember that one because, yeah, I remember getting a notification about it. And then I know I saw one last season. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up in the season before. But I do think we are going to have some because some of the, a lot of these pitchers aren't going to pitch over 100 to 110 pitches on most nights in the regular season because, I mean, they're going to, like, probably save up their arm, you know, in case if they're on a good team, to, you know, to, you know, to have it ready for the playoffs, of course. So, um um, they won't do it really unless they really need to. So I think this is it's going to be um, a lot more frequent um, in the in the coming years. Yeah, I agree with Hunter, um, and I, I wouldn't say it's going to be a, a common occurrence. I mean, it's been almost yeah. four years since the last one, but uh, but yeah, I, I do think that it's wow. um, becoming more and more likely because of what Hunter said that that pitchers really don't pitch. Uh, complete games anymore. But uh, speaking of complete games, you guys see Garrett Cole's complete game last night? 16 strikeouts? Oh, God, 16 strikeouts, yep. Beautiful. I wasn't going to yeah. bring that up, guys. Uh, uh, I bet the Pirates I was going to save you from that one, but here, here you bring <laughs> it up on yourself. I, I, I will... Uh, I will always root for Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon, uh, two of my favorite players. There you go. And I am uh, McCutcheon is off to his typical slow start. Um, yeah. April has not been kind to him in his career, but uh, Garrett Cole is pitching very well for the Astros, and and I'm happy to see it. Tom, you want to know what else will happen this week for the poor Pirates? My Nationals swept them four time, swept them in four games. How is it uh, we're rooting for? Rooting for Washington in one sport and, and Pittsburgh in the other, and, and the two cities are playing each other at the same time in both sports. How, do, how does that work out it, for you? It was weird. It was actually kind of weird how they lined <laughs> up. Uh, the Nationals Twitter account kept tweeting, you know, well, one down, one to go. And I'd be like, oh, stop it. Stop it. Just stop tweeting that. But, um, you know, but yeah, I've, I've always said, you know, people have so many times have asked me, how are you a Nationals fan, but a, a Penguins and a Steelers fan? One, I never got into the Pirates. Two, I would never root for the Pirates um, if I could because <laughs> of um, the owner and what everything that ha- that's going on. And, 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 and three, the Nationals were the first baseball game that I went to. So I mean, uh, yeah, that, that's that's why they're my they're my team. So, but yeah, um, my, my Nationals have turned it around a bit. I'm kind of happy they've won six in a row and they're they're climbing up. It's, it was a very slow start this season, a lot slower than I thought. But hopefully they're out of it. 
Well, and that's the thing. A lot of our our uh, our you know preseason picks here, we thought you know these were going to be more cut and dried, and maybe we had more wild card action. But it seems like you know between the uh, uh, Nationals, the Cubs, and the Dodgers, it, it's been a struggle for all three of our our cons- consensus preseason picks. Uh, to get, yeah, yeah. get off the ground and, and, and be moving this year. What is going on with the Cubs, Tom? Is, is anything, like, wrong with them? It's A lot of it is the pitching. The starting pitching has not been effective. Um, Hugh Garvis has struggled the entire season. They, they're still trying to kind of figure out what's going on with you, uh, Hugh Garvis because, mm-hmm. you know, He's he's really at this point where, I mean, for what he's signed for, for what he's done in the past, um, you don't expect to see this out of him. Now, there, there's been a lot of call lately that maybe it's Wilson Contreras that, you know, Darvish doesn't have his regular catcher with uh, Chris Jimenez. Um, the Cubs cut him in spring training, and they worked – together in 2014, but uh, Madden kind of dismissed that and said, well, you know, Contreras worked with him the first couple of games. They seem fine. But, I mean, Darvish is he's just getting hit. It seems like one inning will kill him or, or one little piece of adversity gets him. Uh, he's given up 31 hits and 22 runs in 30 innings. So, yeah, it's just it's tough to try and figure out anymore is is how to straighten him out. He's also given up 16 watts. So, I mean, it's, it's incredible right now. The best pitcher on the Cubs staff has been their number five starter, uh, Tyler Gantwood. So, and they're not, they're not scoring a lot of runs. If they're not playing the Brewers, it seems like they're not scoring a lot of runs. <laughs> so, you know, that's the other problem. Well, it, it, it's you know, been they, an inconsistent – sorry, go ahead. Finish, finish, Tom. I say they've won seven of eight against the Brewers so far this year. It kind of turns them into contenders from contenders, but um, they haven't been as effective against uh, anybody else. Well, it's been a jumble at the, at the top of the National League Central with – all, all the top four teams within two games of each other. The Pirates started the week in first place and then lost four in a row to the Nationals and dropped all the way to fourth. So that's how tight it is in the National League Central. Lots of inconsistency and, and uh, um, great play at times, but very inconsistent. That'll be a very interesting division, I think, all summer long. The Pirates did lose four straight, but Nick Kingman won his second game last night. Uh, he debuted King on him. Sunday through seventh. King, King Man. King Ham. King King Ham, yeah. Yeah, you're right. King King Ham um, throwing seven shutout innings on Sunday in his debut. Had a perfect game into the seventh inning. So that was very exciting yep. for the Pirates, and, and uh, they obviously hope that will continue. And we're out of time, guys. So we're going to have to talk about King Ham Damn. after I get his name right next week <laughs> and there'll be plenty also to talk about with big Ben. It looks like because he had some comments about drafting Mason oh. Rudolph. Hope to get to that. Yeah, for next trying week. Out loud, I mean, the guy's an established quarterback, but yeah, you know, hopefully we'll get to it next week. Yeah. He had, uh, it, it started out innocent and then it seemed like it, he kept, kept talking, kept talking and it, and it got a little bit more controversial. Kind of- but, Hall, uh, the Hall of Fame quarterback complaining about a, a rookie just coming in. Right. He, he just has right. to know when to shut but, up. Just know when to shut up. And and we're out of time. We're out of time, Hunter. So so we have we all have to shut up because there's no more time in this episode. Yeah. Thanks for joining everybody. Uh, today's show brought to you by Marcus, author Marcus Accio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosaccio.com. Follow us on Twitter at WKD Sports Huddle. 
Follow us on Facebook. Search Weekend Sports Huddle. We'll be back next Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.